Welcome to the Hold for Release podcast. I'm Kevin, a private pilot and an instrument-rated pilot here to talk about the U.S. airline industry. I'll provide my thoughts on aviation news, financial reports, and updates along with some personal flight experience. The Hold for Release podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not meant to be an official report for any investment advice, news, or aviation guidelines. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about kind of a sensitive subject here. Um, as most of everyone knows of what's going on in Afghanistan this, this past couple of days and for a while now, um, it's just not a good situation for anyone. So um, yeah. we're going to keep politics out of this. We're going to keep um, what we should do, shouldn't do out of this as well. Uh, I'm just going to be talking about what's going on and how this involves the airline industry uh, in a way. Uh, Long story short, um, U.S. troops, U.S. uh, presence kind of getting out of Afghanistan. Um, The whole Afghanistan uh, uh, government kind of collapsed. And the Taliban is starting to take over. And they are fully taken over now. Um, and they are just giving days for U.S. troops to evacuate. U.S. troops, U.S. citizens to evacuate um, in, until this deadline of August 31st, which is in less less than a week. This is not a good situation. So you can look at these videos, these pictures of everyone once once. The, the Taliban took over. Everyone fled the airport of Kabul. I believe I'm saying that right. Everyone fled to the airport. And it was, it was, I've like never seen anything like this before. People were swarming the airplanes, climbing on top of the airplanes, like trying to get on the wheels of moving C-17s. Crazy stuff. Uh, There's a very disturbing video of the C-17 taking off and a couple of of people are falling off of the airplanes, just just horrible, horrible stuff. And this is their only way out. They figured they would rather die trying than stay here, taken over a country by the Taliban. It's an awful situation. There's no doubt about it. Uh, very gut wrenching and sickening stuff, and it's just awful. Like I said, we're going to keep politics out of this, even though. Um, I do have an opinion, but <laughs> I do have an opinion, and uh, I, this shouldn't have happened. That's all I'm going to say. So today we've got some more news. Is We're working on evacuating Afghan allies and U.S. citizens, U.S. families, and, and troops. That's the biggest goal right now is to get people out and get people safe in um back to the United States or some land that's safe that's not under control by the Taliban which is great and that is what is needed to be done however these evacuations are taking thousands upon thousands I I believe the numbers yesterday were 12,000 people the day before were uh, 10,000 somewhere around there and then those numbers slowly are you know they're coming up by the day I believe the number is 70,000 people that we need to evacuate 
to get safe, and we're really nowhere close to that number. Making good progress, ultimately nowhere close. The airports are swamped. Um, people are just in not good places. Families are getting separated. People are even getting killed. It's just awful. It's an awful situation, awful place to be in right now. So um, Joe Biden, he, he wants everyone out, you know, all the U.S. troops, U.S. Um, citizens and Afghan allies out by August 31st, which is the deadline in the United States. And somehow, I don't know how this works. This is more on the politics side. I have no idea how this works. But the U.S. and the Taliban uh, agreed that the Taliban would stay out of it until after August 31st. They, would, they wouldn't do anything. They would let people evacuate who needed to evacuate. I don't know why. I don't know how that's. I don't. I don't know. But I'm not complaining. You know, they let, they're letting people get out, which is great. However, they said that there would be consequences if there are still U.S. troops, U.S. citizens, and you know, everyone else still in the country after August 31st. So what what they're doing is trying to take a bunch of people and get them to safe land. Those who are going to be stuck after August 31st are going to be stuck there. Now, there's a big debate about if Joe Biden should attempt to extend this deadline. He's staying strong, but, you know, it, they're definitely it's kind of a lose-lose situation. If you keep this deadline of August 31st, there's a good chance there are going to be a lot of people left behind and they will get killed or tortured and just as bad stuff. If you extend this deadline... In, into September, you, the Taliban swears that there is going to be consequences and just bad things are going to happen. That's a that's a lose lose situation right there. I think you should you know I'm not going to say what he what I think you should do, but that's beside the point. So anyway, um, so how does this relate to the airlines? So uh, there's there's um, this program there's this program here that. It's 70 years old, and it was created in the wake of the Berlin airlift to provide a backup by commercial air carriers for it's for a major national defense emergency. And this is, uh, I mean, this isn't in within our country necessarily, but it has to do a lot with our citizens. So basically, what this is, what this is saying, um, is that. People are going to be. It's it's called the Civil Reserve Air Air Fleet, uh, and it, it it's activated. The, the Pentagon pushed this through, so it's an order for eighteen aircraft, three air three airplanes from American Airlines, three from Atlas Air, three from Delta Airlines, three from Omni Air, two from Hawaiian Airlines, and four from United Airlines. What these are going to do, they're not going to fly directly into Kabul, but instead they would be used to transport those who have already been flown out of the country to military bases. In other words, these people, you know, these airlines are not going to fly into Kabul. They're going to fly into other countries where people are already located and take them from point A to B to safe places. This would allow military aircraft to focus on the operations of in and out of the Afghan capital. Uh, their design is to get people in or excuse me get people out and do what they need to do before this deadline and this deadline is coming up quick so 
This is the third time that the uh, CREF has been activated. It, it, uh, it was before used in the 1990s and the early 2000s during the Iraq wars. Personally, I've never heard of this before. It's a great program uh, from what it sounds like. It sounds like all, you know, all these airlines are stepping up and just wanting to help. Uh, I don't even know if they have a choice, but uh, all these airlines want to help. Um, and it, it doesn't even necessarily really affect these airlines a ton, especially from what I've read is that American Airlines, they, a lot of their overseas flights, those planes, a lot of them aren't even being used. So they can, they can afford three of these to head over and help out. Um, I don't know how, I don't know if they're going to get reimbursed. I'm sure they will by the United States government. I'm sure they'll get reimbursed. I don't, but, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Southwest, on the other hand, they still uh, got up to the plate and they said they want to help domestically. Um, if, if they need it, if the Pentagon needs them to help out, they said they want to help out. Uh, Southwest can't really afford to hand over their planes as much because they're a domestic company. Domestic travel is looking good right now. Uh, not great, but looking good. So they need more of their airplanes more than those overseas big triple seven, seven eighty seven stuff like that for American and United and whatnot. So, but anyway, anyway, uh, great program. This is a a good idea, although it's a bad situation to be in. Just overall, just a horrible situation to be in. Um, I feel so bad for for everyone that's in this. Um, just we we really dropped the ball. I'll I'll admit it. We really just dropped the ball on this, and I'm I'm not I'm not proud of how we handle this as a country, um, especially in the government. But right now, you know, that's behind us. Right now, what we have to do is get those people out who need to be let out. In other news, Delta Airlines orders 30 Airbus A321neo jets from Airbus. Now, this uh, is expected to take uh, delivery of the first A321neo in the first half of 2022. So it's coming up. And this new order brings uh, to a total of 155 Airbus A321neos. Uh, now, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, Delta has added these A321neos within the past, definitely within the past 10 years, maybe the past, I want to say the past six or seven years, they've just added the A321s to their fleet, the Sharklets, um, and they're they're doing great. Now, Delta's moving in the direction of an all Airbus fleet as they are maximizing the A350, the A321s, and they're not they're kind of getting away from their triple sevens a bit. They're starting to retire those. 737s are still out there and flying. 757s are starting to be retired right now. But anyway, Delta's looking good. Um, if you ask me, I think this is not a great idea for the time being. This is my personal opinion. I think I think this could have held off for a good bit. Reason being is because of the shortage of all these employees, which is a big issue right now, and it's only going to get worse for the time being. If you order 30 new airplanes, who knows? Who, know, who knows what could happen? You could use all these airplanes. You could have the resources for it. You could have the, the staff for it. But right now, a lot of these airlines, they have the, the airplanes for them. They just don't have the staff 
that's the thing is you look at all these canceled flights, it's not so much on Delta. Uh, it's more on the low cost carriers, but they don't have the staff for it, which is a big problem. And this is going to be a problem for these mainline carriers as well. So if you get 155 Airbus A321neos and something happens where the airline industry takes a step back again, maybe not severe as the whole COVID um, incident, but takes a step back, all these planes are going to be sitting on the ground. And let's say they are in the air, and let's say these planes are going to be flying, they might not have the staff to be flying them and being equipped with it. Uh, air, the airline industry is in a bit of a, a tough situation right now. They're, this pilot shortage has been warned for years, and everyone knew it was going to come, and it's only going to get worse. Staffing is kind of the same way. Just overall staff, uh, a lot of these airlines are lacking staff and, and are not moving in the right direction. But look, I, I'm, not, I'm not ever going to complain about an order of 30 new air, airlines, especially an airline like Delta, which is just amazing. A great airline, a, a top-tier airline, ordering 30 new air, uh, Airbus A321neos. I'm happy with it, and I'm sure Delta is very happy with it as well. Um, and same with Airbus. That's a big, a big order for them as well. So everyone's uh, going to get some more money here. Travels back, travels, get on the road again. So can't complain, can't complain. Um, going to do one, uh, another, another uh, article here with Delta Airlines. Uh, I, I believe I said before in one of my previous podcasts is that United is requiring all of their staff to get vaccinated for the COVID. Uh, for coronavirus, they're requiring a vaccine. I'm full in support that I am full in support of getting vaccinated 100%. Now, Delta Airlines, well, let me take a step back. A lot of these other airlines are saying that they're not going to require uh, their employees to get vaccinated. Not as great of an idea, especially if this is a travel industry, but that's beside the point. So Delta kind of held off on it for a little bit. Uh, I, I think it was just yesterday that Pfizer was approved, FDA approved and is an approved vaccine, which is awesome. That is great. Now, Delta says, um, I believe that they, they're saying that they were, are going to charge their employees who are unvaccinated $200 every, every month for health insurance or something like that. <laughs> um, they are going to charge them $200. Um, uh, for a healthcare plan, for uh, they were going to charge them two hundred on a monthly charge that they do not get vaccinated. I think this is a great, great idea. Reason being, you can't force your employees to get vaccinated. You can't say you need to get vaccinated or you're out of here. Delta is not a company that's going to do that. Other companies might do that. Delta is not that kind of company. What they are going to say is. Hey, listen, you gotta pay, you gotta pay um, for your healthcare. If you don't wanna get vaccinated, which we're, we're offering to, you know, it's a free vaccine, go ahead and get it. We highly recommend you getting it. But if you don't, listen, there are gonna be, there are gonna be consequences. You're gonna have to pay $200 out of pocket for your healthcare plan. Because listen, if you end up in the hospital and have a hospital bill that is upward of $50,000, which a lot of companies have to pay for with healthcare, that is a big time shot at that company, especially an airline just trying to recover from uh, COVID itself. 
they can't be afford they can't afford having to pay ten to a hundred thousand dollars worth of health care for their employee who just refused to get vaccinated. So this is a great move. I think it is a very, very smart move. I don't know who uh, did this. Um, Ed Bastian, the CEO of Delta, who I love, who I think is awesome, he outlined this this policy today. He really wants his employees to get vaccinated, and this is a great way to do it. All right, uh, I'm going to start wrapping it up for today, but it's just kind of going back to everything that's going on in Afghanistan. It's really disappointing. It is just sickening to see, gut-wrenching to see, and I really hope that this can end the way it should. It that none of this should have happened. None of this should have happened, and it, it's a shame. It's a shame. But you can only look forward, and we have until August thirty first to do what's right. I pray every day that nothing happens. That that the Taliban does not do anything that's going to hurt any of our troops, hurt any innocent people which could happen. I'm going to be honest, it's a real possibility where something could happen at these airports of all these people that are just waiting there. A C-17 gets shot down, a bomb goes off. There's so much scary stuff that can happen that is absolutely terrifying. So from the bottom of my heart, I pray, I pray, I pray that none of this happens. In other news, the Delta Airlines orders 30 new A321neo jets from Airbus and also will require their employees to pay $200 for their health care if not vaccinated. That's all for today. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.